Hello, 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 everyone out there. Welcome back to another episode of Kimboology. Welcome back to the bullshit, y'all. This is episode 35. Welcome. It's 35 or Nung Song Sam Siha. Nung Song Sam Sam Sipha. Sam Sipha. That is 35 in Thai. 35 is 35 in Spanish. Um, it's your girl Kimbo here, the Blasian Sensation, aka Miss Traveling Chafing Queen, aka King Ping Kimbo. What's up? Aka daughter of Pudgenot, aka Slayer of Poles, aka Mother of Georgie, aka Kimbo Kush, aka Captain Planet. She's a hero, gonna take pollution down to zero. Aka Miss Pussy Control, aka the Hustling Hussy, aka Twerking on Your Daddy's Couch, aka Yes, my middle name is spelled wrong. AKA Kimbo of all trades because she can do it all, honey. AKA the nomad. AKA the nomadic nympho. AKA heels bigger than your dick. AKA platypussy. Cue the horns. Hi everyone. I'm high boots. It's late. It's past my bedtime. I'm tired, but I'm gonna try to give you all the energy I have to. Um, introduce this show because it is the 35th episode of Kimboology. That's right, y'all. We've been doing 34. Th- Lord, look at me fuck up the damn number right away. 35. Oh, my God. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for t- tuning in because, you know, I took that little break a couple weeks back. So I know for me, when I listen to podcasts and if a podcast takes a week off, I'm like, mm, goodbye. Like, I literally like will log. I like I won't like. Like with podcasting, it's all about consistency. Um, and since I am an avid podcast listen, podcast listener, my wow, I can't even say that podcast listener. Thank you. Um, since I am a podcast listener myself, I know the rules. You know what I mean? I know the rules. So when it comes to podcasts that are starting out, like myself, uh, it's all about consistency. It's all about making sure you're keeping your audience engaged and you're not dropping off, especially in the beginning, because that's when you lose listeners. So for everyone tuning in again this week with us, thank you so much. I super, super appreciate it because this week's dope guys. We do have a guest this week. She's amazing. This girl's fucking dope. Legit. Like we kind of met like not too long ago too, which is kind of sickening. Um, her name is her name is Liz Marie. She's this Latina who's super dope in the cannabis industry, super woke. Um, I was part of this like cannabis of Il- woman in cannabis of Illinois kind of networking event that we, um, they hold once a month, and it's just a chance for you to kind of get to know women in the industry, um, in the cannabis industry um, here in Illinois. If this is where I live, guys. Is, I'm in Chicago. Um, so yeah, I I joined the you know I joined that you know, forum, like it's a community, so to speak. And when I did, um, this woman was facilitating the the networking event and she was also co-facilitating as well. Um, Liz Marie was dope as fuck. Like right away, she was not shy about acknowledging the fact that cannabis has been something that black and brown people have been doing for years. Um, and it's always been a positive thing in our community in the sense of like, you know, cannabis being medicine and being used for creativity and, you know, all sorts of, you know, pain ailments, things like that. Um, but she was not shy to say that, you know, which I appreciated because when I was a part of that other forum, um, I think it was for like 420, 
it was like ran by like only white women and they all pussyfoot around the fucking fact that you know niggas are still put getting put in jail for weed so i really didn't appreciate that at all i don't like how fucking corporate white uh how white corporate is getting when it comes to this cannabis world again i understand it's it's a business right and everything with the business is gonna have the fucking like white collar the like fucking you know tie and all that shit um although i did experience kind of going to different dispensaries like i I, you know in a sense and like i've been kind of getting a feel of the different vibes that each dispensary's dispensary is kind of giving um i walked into this one dispensary the other day and i swear to god i was like am i in the mac store am i in an apple store like what is this like it was just like kiosks with ipads and touch screens and things like that so that's kind of the wave i think of where cannabis is going here in illinois um more so like california than anything so we'll see i mean we'll see um but yeah she's joining us later she's amazing she um, is in the cannabis industry for three years and runs a dispensary. So she's a dope ass bitch. And I love that she's in a position of power in this industry so she can give job opportunities to people that, you know, deserve it, so to speak. So shout out to her. She's joining us later. Um, but you guys all know the deal. You know the deal. Uh, we start our, um, you know what, guys? No, fuck that shit. I need, I, Kimball's got a petty peeve before I get into the sex and sustainability, our weekly bitch. segment. Um, it's been bothering me, but like, you know, my partner Ricky's like, bitch, if you don't just drop this shit and just let us go, cause you're giving him power, like, like bringing it up all the time. But can I just address, I have a petty P I want to address the other day, you know, me and, uh, producer Rick were driving in the car, whatever. And we were in Chicago and there was literally like two lane. It was like a lane, right. To drive. And then also, in the there's a right lane right so typically you know there's two lanes right and if there's multiple cars which it was packed you know we were going to go in the right lane so we can kind of like drive up mind you we were in the only in the right lane because we were trying to park like we were trying to find a parking spot buy a park you know get a little cute vibes have a little lunch smoke a little weed you know that whole thing so we were driving next to this car and, we, and like you know we got out of the main line and then went to the right because we we're like you know what fuck this there's a hot, long ass line you know, we need to park anyways. Literally, if you go to the right lane, you're going to be in the parking lane. It was just kind of like we just had a ways to drive. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to like go to the right lane and drive all the way down, park the car. So in doing so, there was this fucking white dude that fucking decides to be citizens arrest, I guess, or some shit. And he fucking pulls out and like kind of like pulls his car to the right. So that way, like it like blocks um like that lane so you like cars can't go through it i mean he didn't do a good job at it because i still fucking squeezed through like fuck you dude but like just like the caucasity that he like felt like oh you know what i'm not gonna let this car like literally minding your own business is like the key to success minded like fucking stay out of people's business it was like fucking retarded so anyways he pulled to the right a little bit you know and by that time, everyone's driving super slow. So, like, we have our windows open. It's, like, warm outside. It's nice out. Summer t- it's summertime's about to hit. So then, like, he proceeds to, like, scream at me as I'm driving past him. Like, as I turn my car to squeeze past him. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. I don't give a fuck that you're trying to block me. I'm still going to drive my car because guess what? This is America. Pretty sure I have rights to drive my fucking car anywhere the fuck I want. So, um, I drive. 
I drive past him. He screams at me and says, that's not, that's not a lane. That's not a turning or that's not a, a driving lane or some bullshit. Right. He's like saying like, you're not allowed to drive in there or some shit. And I just screamed back with him, motherfucker, I'm trying to park and then just kept going. Right. And it was, it was, it was so fucking stupid. Right. Cause like literally it's packed in that lane. So like when we literally pulled up, like literally a few cars, like passed, parked, got out of the car, when I tell you, like, I was, like, literally in walking distance of him. I fucking just stared at him like, oh, Bitch. look at me, like, minding my whole business, parking my vehicle. Wow. Oh, my God. Did I really need you to fucking tell me what to do, dude? Like, seriously, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? I swear to God, white men, y'all are the most entitled people ever. Like, the caucasity of it all. Like, you... And your whiteness just decides, you know what? No, that person over there shouldn't go through to that lane because you know what? We are all waiting in line. Mind you, he didn't know what the fuck I was doing, right? He just assumed I was trying to like cut through and like cut through and like get, try to get in later on in the line. That wasn't what I was trying to do. But even so, why is that your fucking business? Why? Bitch. Nigga, I don't know you. You are driving in the vehicle next to me. Why don't you mind your business, motherfucker? Like, it just irked me so bad. Like, I literally, like, and, like, me, Rick, me and producer Rick were like, yo, I mean, honestly, though, he's, he's like, he's lucky. Because if we were crazy and we had a, a fucking gun, like, some people would be shooting people for some, some dumb shit. I'm like, right? I'm saying, like, this is why, this is where that road rage comes from. If you wonder why people are just, like, like, I feel like, obviously, like, I'm never, I'm not in that, I'm not in the mind space to ever do that to people. But I'm just saying, like. In that type of scenario, when people don't fucking mind their own business, it's like, you don't know who the fuck you're yelling at. Watch out. Because there are crazy motherfuckers out there. Okay? Like, you've seen those. I've heard of the stories where, like, literally, like, a woman's just, like, driving her car and the fucking car just, like, pulls up to the side of her because she, like, cut a car off. And he, like, gunned her down just because she, like, cut him off or some shit. So people are crazy. So watch out, motherfucker. But anyways, that's my petty peeve for this week. Um... I really wanted to like do more and like say, like walk up to his vehicle and like knock on the window and be like, why did you feel like it was your business to tell me what to do in my own vehicle? Why? Oh, it's cause you're a white male and you're entitled and you have white privilege and you just feel like you could just literally tell anybody and, any, and anybody what to do at all times. Literally when it's none of your business. Really? Bitch. <sighs> I really wanted to do that. But I was like, you know what, Kim, eat some food. You're hangry. Smoke some weed. Chill. Okay. I'm done with that guys. So <laughs> I just had a little moment with that because that shit pissed me the fuck off. All right, guys. So let's go into our weekly segment, which is trying to save the planet by informing everyone about things and companies that can that are sustainable and that are recycling and all that fun stuff. Right. So it's time for sexy sustainability. And guys, I actually really love this com- uh, this company. I've been following them for, for some time now. Um, it's this really unique company in Canada that makes like really unique items out of old skateboards. Super fucking dope. Like I randomly, like they just like popped up on my explore page on like Instagram. I think they were making like a bowl, like a literally eating like cereal bowl. And like what the art, what this company does. So by the way, the company is called um, Adrian martinez.com so it's a adrian martinez.com um it's gonna i'll put all the links in the show notes of course per the use 
Um, it's for a base. It's a design company based in Canada, um, founded by some brothers, and they were like carpenters, and like they wanted to use material. Um, to con- they were frustrated with the material they were using, and they both were skateboarders, and so I guess they just kind of like caught on to the fact that there was a lot of like old skateboards that people just didn't really use or just you know in that whole thing um so they found a way to recycle the old skateboards and by making these like dope ass like furniture they make anything from like furniture to dishware to like i don't know you name it like they just have a whole like obviously everything's super custom made and vv expensive so that's why i haven't fucking bought anything from them um <laughs> i was like oh this too rich for me lord have mercy um she's rich uh yeah they make really cool items like benches, coffee tables, like end table sets, um, mostly furniture, but they do make like, oh, they have like chess pieces. Oh, they have like earrings. Okay, Kim, you can afford some earrings. I mean, they're still $25, $40 for a pair of earrings, but you know, you love this company, so maybe you should just buy something. Um, they do have a nice variety of things, so I think I might actually just like, when I get some little kizash buy it but like it's really really cool because literally everything's made from old um skateboards so everything has this really unique grain to it it's really 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 dope um so check them out i'm gonna keep them i'm gonna again put them in the show notes um like i said they're not cheap but i just love this company not only is it like really beautiful and like super art deco and like very like pleasing to look at they're also recycling and saving the planet by reusing old skateboards so I have chosen them to be this week's sexy sustainability. So shout out to them. Um, so yeah, that's that for this. Let's see. Um, also this week is we're going to do the recycling of the news. Of course. So recycling of the news, guys, there's a couple things um, that I wanted to address, but I don't want to talk too long because I do want to get to our um, guests this week. Um, let's just talk about how the legendary Paul Mooney has passed. I mean, literally a legend. Um, you know, I, you can, you can maybe know him from his later, his more later, you know, comedy bits and things like that. He's an actor, a, a comedian, a writer. Um, he's wrote, he's wrote, he's written for comedians like Richard Pryor and like the, the Chappelle show, Living Color, Good Times, you know, Stanford and Son. So like he's a literal legend in the black community and, the com- and, and comedians all over. Um, and so he's really more infamous for his uh, his bit with Nigrodamus, which is on the Chappelle show, which is fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, he's just paved the way for so many, so many comedians. So shout out to him. Um, I got my information from Vulture.com and it's just like talking about how like Dave Chappelle like loves him and most like literally like so many comedians just like stand, you know, um, this live this legend, you know, Paul Mooney. So shout out to him. Rest in power. He literally is another one loss, another legend loss. So we're just losing so many like legendary um, blacks, which is just like saddened. But at, at, the, at, the end of, at the end of the day, they leave back. Uh, they are leaving a legacy of of black excellence. So for me, it's just like, you know, rest in power. You know what I mean? Um, he had a heart attack. So and he died on Wednesday, um, May 19th. So, yeah rest in peace so there was that's all for that um i don't know if y'all know the tea about like ellen the ellen show the ellen um ellen degeneres um so yeah uh i got this according to lovebscott.com um one of she's retiring this year um uh, from her 19th season 
um, because as of recent, I forgot exactly when allegations started, but like she basically is choosing to retire because she's kind of being, I would think being forced into, because she's just kind of like, fuck this shit. Right. Uh, There's all these rumors going around how it's really hostile on the Ellen show. And also she's kind of like a bitch, I guess. (laughs) Um, Allegedly, whatever. Um, I mean, I believe it. You know what I mean? Like you've been doing the show for that month. Listen, as someone that's been on sets, many sets, myself, my partner works on sets. Literally, that's his like literal job. Um, it's it's not it's not all kittens and puppies. It's it it's it can be very very hostile. Um, people are running. People are working. You know, fourteen hours, fifteen hours straight. Um, no sleep. Uh, you know, they're getting they're getting yelled at by their superior, and their superior is getting yelled at by their superior. So it's just like a trickle down effect. Um, so that toxicity is like is contagious on set. It really does, and it spreads like wildfire. So if the director's an asshole, then he's going to be an asshole to his um, assistant director. And then if the assistant director's an asshole, then he's going to be he or she's going to be um, you know an asshole to his he, their you know production assistants, and then so on and so forth. You know, and then down to the background actors. And then that's where my experience came in because when I was on set a lot doing background acting, I experienced it from. It's just the trickle down effect. So I believe it. I believe that it was hostile. I believe all the story, you know, being on set can be like that. And yeah, you know, maybe Ellen was just like sick of the bullshit and was like, you know what? I don't got to be nice no more. I am very rich, bitch. I am very rich. Um, She will be just fine. You know, it's kind of annoying, though, that she like retired like on the 19th season like oh it's like bitch just stick out one more year so you can get that nice little clean little 20 but um i guess things just got the alligator like all the like whatever the all the like what's the word like all the fucking talk and you know chisma or whatever you want to call it you know um is so bad where she's just like you know fuck this shit i'm just gonna retire like i'm done with this shit so there are rumors that for who that's going to be replacing Ellen on the, um, on the show in that time slot. And Tiffany Haddish is one of them. And so is Kelly Clarkson. I believe Kelly Clarkson already has her own talk show. So I believe she's going to be like the main bitch to like take over because the, she's also white. So, um, of course they're probably going to choose her. Um, but yeah, Tiffany Haddish, I guess is like, has talks to possibly do it. um, yeah. So, and then according to lovebscott.com, you know, Tiffany Haddish is talking about like addressing it. So I was just kind of like, oh, what's the tea? What's the tea? I guess she went on the Breakfast Club recently and spoke on it. And she says, she said, I haven't commented on it because I ain't no, I ain't nobody that gives those jobs. To, what? Those jobs talk to me about it. The comedian said, the reason I've ever been popping on guest hosting Ellen is because she wanted some days off, you know. She's been doing it a long time. She wants to enjoy her money. She's like, Tiff, you want to try it? I'm like, you know what? Yeah, sure. Y'all going to pay me a little something, something. I'll learn a new skill. I'm here for it. <laughs> I love Tiffany Haddish. She's so herself. Like, she's just so, like, she's just a black woman. She's so black, you know? <laughs> like, she's just such a black woman, classic black woman. But she gets along with the whites, so good on her. You know what I'm saying? Like, infiltrate this bitch, secure the bag. You know what I mean? Like, um so yeah i guess there's just like rumors about it i I guess she's not opposed to it but um i'm here for it i'm here for tiffany haddish's own show i'm here for that um uh kelly clarkson i don't really know her i you know i might have like caught some of her show i like kelly clark i don't got nothing against that white woman like 
I, I liked her. I liked her music. You know what I'm saying? She's a little thick. She's a little white woman that's like, like what? She's singing like country music now, I guess. I don't fucking know. I don't keep up with like her like that, but I'm not opposed to it. But I'd rather, I'd rather see Tiffany get it, obviously, because um, I just like want to root for everybody black. So, um, so yeah, that's it for that. Um, also, guys, um, so I've been really, really trying to to learn about this, um, about the 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 war between Palestine and Israel. Um, I don't know why I find it so hard to comprehend. Like, literally, it's so hard for me. Um, but basically, it's just quite sad because it's still happening. It's still going on. Um, I literally had to, like, Google the shit to really try to learn about, like, because apparently it's a struggle between the Israelis and the Palestinians, right? Um, and it's a it's a conflict. It's a war at this point now because there's, there's, like, bombings happening and things. It's really quite scary. Um, and where the Israel, the Israelites, um, is are they are occupying the West Bank and the Gaza Strip, and it's been about fifty three years now that they've been doing that, um, and they've tried to reach various attempts to like squash the shit, um, and they haven't been able to be successful. As far as as far this is just like to my knowledge, basically the Jewish people, the Israel, the Israelites has just invaded and have been just they took over the Palestinian land and now they're bombing them and it's just super super scary because like to think that like I I, like I've talked to my homegirl that's um in Australia shout out to Yunata um she told me her experiences of growing up in Lebanon and literally like experiencing as a 12 year old girl like bombs going off and like watching that shit when she was so young so like there's like children dying you know from these bombings and you know families innocent people you know and you know I I just I I strive for peace honestly I literally am still learning about the whole conflict I need you know I really need to have somebody on this fucking podcast to explain it all in detail like like somebody that's you know partly involved in this so I I will do my work I, I think I actually might know somebody that might be I can school us on this because I really want to I don't want to say anything where I'm wrong you know because again I'm still learning myself but it's happening now and I'm all for transparency on this podcast and I want to address everything um, especially if it's super big and like it's happening I mean there's protests in Chicago right now um, and they're pretty big and so I don't want you know as much as you know I'm over here you know, super big, you know, ally for Black Lives Matter and all that stuff, obviously, because I'm black. So like, I'm passionate about that. But when it comes to this, I'm still ignorant to it. So I want to learn more about it. Um, but I want to address it. And I want to kind of make it cognizant that that's it's happening. Um, I do encourage you all to kind of like stay in tune to that. Um, do your research with that too. Um, for where I stand, I'm I'm not here for the Israel people uh, for the Jewish people, like Israelites or whatever you want to call it, people like just invading and bombing the Palestinians. Like if it's, the, if that's their land, like I'm all for them getting their land back. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that it's right for this, for this, I think it's a state or country or whatever, Palestine. I don't think it's right. Like, I don't understand how 
they're not allowed to just be free and like have their own have their own land. So because I guess, you know, the Jewish people like feel like they own that land. I guess there's this, there's this arguments over who really owns that land, I guess, supposedly. So I just wanted to address that again. I'm going to keep bringing it up and I'm going to keep doing my homework to address it because it is really big right now in the news. Um, so we just can't ignore it. Right. So, yeah. All right, guys, I've struggled enough through this. Um, uh, I promise you guys we had a really great conversation. She's really dope. It's going to be so fun. Liz Marie is going to join us um, right after the break. So we are going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back after these detailed messages. Today's episode of the Kimboology podcast is brought to you by Faith and Flower. Faith and Flower's spiritual bath teas will align your chakras from your root to your crown. Whether you're medicating, masturbating, or meditating, you can use Faith and Flower to elevate your bath and self-care rituals. Kimboology listeners receive 15% off their first purchase at shopfaithandflower.com. Use code Kimbo at checkout. All right, and we are back. Okay, everyone. So our just our guest has joined us. Um, everybody, please shout Liz Marie out. This is our guest this week. She's a dope, dope lat- Latina ex, Latina, Latina, whatever you want to call it. She's dope, and she's woke as fuck. So I don't really, honestly, this girl, she's going to be like, it's going to be new to both of us because I met her like kind of briefly and I'm excited to kind of get to know her a little deeply, but she's like super down for like the wokeness in the cannabis industry. And she's um, also, I'm just gonna let her introduce herself because I'm over here like, I'm also high boots right now per the huge. So Liz Marie, can you say hi to everybody? Yes, of course. I, I was about that introduction. I love a good a good rant, so it's okay. all good. <laughs> so, hey, everybody. I'm Liz Marie, um, also known as Motamami, um, yes. and I am a yes, I'm a cannabis creative and um, cannabis industry professional. And you know, I have been a passionate advocate for the normalization of you know the use of cannabis, weed, marijuana, ganja, whatever you want to call it, because it's all of those names. Um, And I'm just really excited to be here and shoot the shit and talk about, you know, representation in in cannabis and in the world of weed. Fuck yeah. You guys heard it there. I mean, y'all ready? I mean, are you ready for her? She's like, she's smoking up right now. If you're watching on the visuals, I got my little drinky drink. This has actual THC in it. So I'm, you know, I'm a, I smoked a little bit before too, but I wanted to keep it going. So if I'm slurring, y'all know, y'all already know. Kim will you know be, be high. So <laughs> we're going to struggle through it. Um, well, Liz Marie, thank you so much. This girl's busy boots, guys. Like she, literally she's a cannabis professional. So she's a busy, busy girl. But I really appreciated her coming in and talking to us because I thought her perspective, like her, like she said, the normalization of cannabis uh, was really, really important. But also just um, being a woman in the industry we actually met so like, let's just talk about how we met right like, let's talk right? about it right I was like <laughs> how do we meet so um in here in Illinois it's where I uh I reside we have like an, a woman's Illinois woman's of Illinois cannabis type of like uh we would you call it uh it's an organization Illinois women in cannabis they're a um organization a networking organization for women within the cannabis industry pretty much she said it, y'all. She said it. I mean, it was just a way for us to like network, meet, meet each other. And then women that also want to get into the industry, it would like help that too. So 
I just joined, you know, I'm in the industry, as you guys already know, and she is as well. But she came on and she was like hosting one of our networking events. And mm-hmm. right away, I was like, oh, bitch, this girl is like, like everything she said, I was like, I felt seen because I don't know, Liz Marie, I'm like, oh, I don't think I told you, but like mm-hmm. I was a part of like another panel. I think it was for like 420. Mm-hmm. It was for mm-hmm. the same type of event. But it was just super, super white. Like, it was just very Caucasian. And, like, uh, I actually, like, and then, like, from that event, because there was only one woman of color as well during it, she was, like, this Mm -hmm. um, Filipino woman. She was from uh, Mm -hmm. San Francisco. She was dope as fuck. And she had the same vibes as you. She was, like, speaking up for the black and brown people. Like, everybody Mm -hmm. everybody else and all the white people were, like, tiptoeing around it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, let's get to this shit, right? Like, Mm -hmm. this industry was built on the backs of black and brown people. So, like, why are we we tiptoeing around it? Like, I don't get it, you know? So she was, like, Liz Marie was very, very outspoken about it right away. I knew her right away. I was like, all right, I can fuck with this bitch. Like, and I was like, can you come on the podcast? Oh, and then Liz Marie, remember what? We already met, which was really funny. We had met, I think, like, a week no two days beforehand because this was on 421 or 422 and you came into the shop on 420 yes and I just so happened to see you at the at the register because you were wearing one of those hats yes yes uh like wearing it yeah it's it's actually my boy's company he like mm -hmm. makes like this like 312 which is like a little like offshoot of like 312 if you're from Chicago you know what's up Follow them. They were, their, their hat was super dope. They had came into the shop earlier and gave uh, one of my employees like a, a, a hat, a complimentary hat. Yep. And I saw you with it. So I just was like, hey, they were just in here today. Right, um, right. But it was it was so bizarre. It's one of those things where it's like the universe just just brings people back. And there's it, it definitely happened for a reason because it was I'm not on the floor that much, but on 420, like I was on the floor living and breathing the whole day yeah girl you were just over here like you had your like like your shirt like your sleeves rolled up she was like "Eh," like and she like handled everything I was just like look at I was like "Ah, uh, okay and it was so Mm -hmm. funny how like we were on that uh networking event and we're like bitch wait didn't I meet you already like it was Mm -hmm. hilarious so yeah so that's kind of our story of how we met um but honestly like I said I want to hear her perspective on just like her viewpoints. She's been in the can. How long have you been in the cannabis industry now? It's a little bit more than three years. So like okay. three and a half years almost that I've been in the, in the cannabis industry in Illinois. Okay. And so she's mm-hmm. experienced guys, the world before adult use has, has, or recreational is what most people are familiar with the term. Um, you know, before that. So she, it was mostly just medical before, oh Lord, it was medical before, right? Just medical. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so tell me how that's kind of shifted a lot. Like it's, I'm sure it's a lot different now that. Oh yeah. Now. Yeah. Like 110%. <laughs> I mean, you, you went from a small localized group of medical patients in Illinois. Cause even though in, you know, 2019 it was a bit easier than it was in the inception of the program to get a medical card it was still there's still lots of barriers that prevents people from being able to attain a a medical cannabis card in Illinois Mm -hmm. um so that goes from a controlled market to literally opening it up to the entire state and we had seen through polling you know that most of Illinois and most of Chicago especially being somebody who works in Chicago specifically like every a majority of people were like yes bring adult use cannabis to the States. We're ready for it. Like we want it. 
So you're, we went from seeing, you know, maybe a hundred people a day to triple that, you know, quadruple that in the inception. And, you know, it's just a complete shift of being able to take a little bit more time with people. Um, The dispensary where I work at, it's really focused on, you know, education, um, just being able to inform people because there's a, a general kind of feeling that we get from a lot of the people that come to us or just in the industry in general, that it's kind of like a deli style experience when you go to a lot of dispensaries where it's just, you take a number, go it up is. to the line, get to what you want and then get out of here. Like if you're going <laughs> to ask a question, so you're probably going to not get the nicest answer. Uh, that's not the vibe that we like to go. For. Right. Like, like, and even more so in during um, when it was med only, like we were, super nerds about it. You know, we had to read up on everything all the time to be able to provide that additional level of, you know, insight and to be able to consult people, um, which still remains to this day for me. Uh, but you know, cause you were dealing with just people with medical conditions, you know, and now that it's adult use, it's just complete like 180. People are still using cannabis medically. I think, one way or another, whether you're shopping adult use or whether you're shopping medical cannabis is a a medicine, mental health wise, physical wise, even if it's you going home to just smoke a J at the end of the day to unwind the same way. Yeah. The same (laughs) way that you would with a glass of wine. I got water and and weed, you know, like she drinking water out of a wine glass. She's like, (laughs) like, New age bougie. Like, look at this. Look at this bitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's even got pot leaves on it. You know? I know. It's sickening. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you just went from from having more, more time with people and being able to just go a little bit more in depth to like speeding up your capacity. I mean, speeding up the number of people that you see and speeding up your interactions, still trying to give that same experience in that condensed amount of time. And then also shifting your operations so that everybody can feel like they're accommodated with the increase of people that you're seeing. Um, and then on top of that, like COVID fucking happened. Girl. Like right, Ooh. right at the inception of adult use, you know, we went adult use in January 1st of 2020. And then everything, sh- the world shut down like the first week of March or the second week of March. Um, and funny enough, I had been promoted to general manager at the at like the end of November, beginning of December of 2019. Oh my so God. my first four, my four, four, my first four months in the, in, in a general manager role was bring the market from medical only to dual use. Cause the dispensary that I work at is a dual use dispensary serving right. both medical patients and adult use patients. Make sure that you're compliant, make sure you follow the rules, even though the adult use rules didn't exist when we, went into adult use. They're like TBD Uh for a while. It was, it was just, we're starting now follow whatever you're supposed to follow. Um, make sure that rules and regulations are on, make sure that you can see people, make sure that your team is supported, um, to cool, do that and figure out how to navigate during a pandemic. Uh, not to say that there isn't support that was there, but I mean, a lot of us were navigating, unforeseen waters and I was doing yeah. it in a completely in a complete it was my it's my first time being a general manager you know I've never been in a management role outside of the cannabis industry I've been in leadership roles and operational roles you know logistic roles so all the things that play into being a general manager um but never 
in that role before. So it was, I mean, personally and professionally, it was, it was a lot. And also just within the market, it was a lot, you know, you had. Shout out to you, girl. I mean, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, it was, I'm, I'm a little bit of an, of adrenaline junkie. You know, I, I work in events I've done, you know, uh, concert organization. Like I still, I still support like, uh, on a board, not a board, but on a director as an, and a director level for a nonprofit music festival and have been doing that. Yeah. Have been doing that the entire time that I've been in the industry as well. So, so it's just like, I, I just like to be y'all. And it's, you know, yeah, sometimes (laughs) you need to take a little bit more time for yourself, but yes, I stay busy. Um, and it was, it was just a lot, you know, but it was, it was really fun to do and really fun to like to see and be in a leadership role during that time too, because it was literally a moment of history, you know, um, whether or not I, I think that it was done the right way from the state perspective or whether or not I think it could have been tweaked, you know, it, it was still a moment of history where we're moving closer towards more people being accepting of cannabis and it gave people the ability to not be as scared, you know? And that's yes. one thing that really, I was like, hell yeah. Like there's so many people that are excited for this, that want to see this happen. So like, that was cool. That was, that was really, really dope to kind of be around and help support and just be like, it's like, I don't know if you've ever done concert planning before or events planning, like event. day of, Girl. yeah, like day of when, when you're, when you're getting ready to like start the beginning of the shows, like you have your run of show on you, you got your headsets on, you're ready to go. And it's just that adrenaline of the day, like opening and big day, like opening days, uh, like historic days, 420, stuff like that. It all mm-hmm. feels like that where you're just like, okay, it's showtime. Let's do this shit. And I, but I feel like definitely your energy and your, your like, yeah, your energy in general is mm-hmm. off that. Like mm-hmm. you mean fucking business. Like, you know what I mean? I get let's that have some fucking you. fun though. Like let's True. have some fucking fun. True. Because, because that's what I like to do. Yeah. And this industry is, I mean, we sell weed for lit. Like that's lit, you know, like, because Come on, like people literally to this day will say like, you know, I cannot believe this day's here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just saw Alabama just jumped on board, girl. Did you see that shit? Yep. It was like Alabama. Yep. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, girl? Who would have thought? Who now we thought? just need Indiana to get on on board. I so. know, <laughs> girl. Can you imagine? Oh my god. I mean, I was really shocked with New York because, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, have you seen uh, Grass Is Greener on Netflix? Yes, I have. I love you. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Well, how do you feel? I feel like that movie should be a part of like the training if you're going to be in the cannabis industry because it's like it taught me so much. Like, you know, I mean, low key. Like, I've been involved with cannabis like literally like since I was little because like you know my yeah. family have you know my brother's a plug type of shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's just like mm-hmm. how it is. But like, I never really like jumped on and like got really like I never really smoked and everything. It's for like since like until like maybe like four or five years, five years ago, maybe at most. Mm-hmm. Like it really was, it's, it was really new to me still. I'm still learning a lot, but it's like, it had so much taboo around it that I was just like, eh, you know what I mean? And like, bitch, I was over here like prude as fuck. Like, I don't want to suck. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to do drugs. You know what I mean? Like, that's literally, but that's like what was like brainwashed in my I was going to say, that's the stigma that you had, especially mm-hmm. if you grew up with family members in the underground industry 
like it just gets associated as that's what you do and and it's not a good thing to do but it's what you have to do right and you're like I don't have to do this you know it's not something that I want to do but then you do it and you're like what the fuck why I've been I've been depriving myself of fun okay fucking time oh bullshit Uh, But yeah, I mean, that, that, that documentary is really great. And there's so many documentaries and even just like books out here that educate people on all, all that stuff. But there's a reason that they don't show it in the industry because the industry is about business, you know, like the, like the, the legal cannabis industry is, is a traditional like retail business with a medical like theme with a medical bottom line, you know? Okay. Um, so, well, let's get like, into that because I know that's something that because when when we did meet in in a sense mm-hmm. like, netwing event, you were still very very vocal and very open like about because that's something that I'm very much like torn about, right? Like, am I mm-hmm. contributing c- contributing to this industry in the right way? I'm a woman of color, you know. what I'm saying like this this you know let's just talk about it, you know, and like this this yeah. like cannabis was put. The, it, the reason it was um, Ill- illegalized or whatever it was because mm-hmm. to keep black and brown people down. You know what I mean? So yeah, I and that's something that's super j- I'm super jaded about because like as mm-hmm. I start to get in this industry, start to explore and learn more about the business mm-hmm. side of cannabis, I'm just starting to see it's so white. You know, like and it's I just can't help but get upset because I'm just like this is a problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we've been put in jail. Like our people have been put in jail and systematically like just kept down in the system, put in the prison system, being stuck in the prison system. That's what they want because of this medicine, this plant. And now that it's become, you know, it's becoming more normalized, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, okay, white people want to take it over and be like, all right, that was cute. Mm -hmm. It got, got you know, the motherfucker, the niggas all in jail. And now we're going to use it to make money. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I... As a woman, as a Latina, like, I want to know what your place is. How do you feel about as a Latina working in this industry? By the way, I see your dope um, frame in the background. People for Black Power, if you guys see us in the video. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a, like, it, it's Cute. a, you know, little I love it. combo yes. between, like, the Virgen and Black love Panthers. It. Hell I'm yeah, about girl. It. So, yeah. so you're not, uh, you know, speak, speak on that, boo. Speak on that. I mean, like you said, it's 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 conflicting. Um, you said it in the beginning, the industry was built off of the backs of black and brown people. Like the the knowledge, the artistry of the plant that they're profiting off of is like the passed down generational knowledge of like black, brown, indigenous people. Um, and you know, I'm. I, I get being conflicted. I'm torn on a day-to-day basis between if what I'm doing is serving my community or hindering my community, because I get, I, I hear opinions of both um, from people that I care about, people that I love. And I mean, I'll, I'll kind of give you my, my view of it, you know? So when I first Please. started and want, and was like aiming to get into the industry you know, before I was even in the industry, I started like a social media plat, like my social media platform with Like if you go back to the beginning of it, cause I don't do it as much now, 
But when, if you go back to the beginning, I shared like a lot of education, like educational content about like the history of like the demonization and the criminalization of, you know, of marijuana from, you know, it coming from Mexico in like the early like 1920s, 1930s, and it being associated with, you know, dirty migrants and, um, uh, you know, for lazy people and blah, blah, blah. And then you fast forward like 10, 20 years to like the 1920, I mean, to like the 1930s and 1940s, where it was demonized because of the use of like within like the jazz community, black jazz musicians predominantly were, you know, smoking weed because it is, an aid to creation and to creativity. Um, and it was demonized because, you know, white American history is inherently racist. So you're going to do whatever you can to demonize people of color, particularly black people. And it's just, you know, it, it just continues on and on and on. And I fought so much to share that with people because I saw cannabis getting more popularized Mm. and like all these lifestyle brands where it was just like a basic white girl, like, Oh, with like half of her face <laughs> and then like smoke coming out. No, in, like, she yoga did. Pants. <laughs> I mean, it's true. You've seen it. You've seen it. You know exactly Girl, what I'm talking about yes, when I say it. Yes. So I saw that so much and I was just like, yo, like, like smoking and the use of cannabis isn't like just a lifestyle. It's life. It's history. It is. It's a part of certain people's lived experience. Just like you said, you that that this that's a part of your lived history. It's a part of your family history, you know, and it it's been discredited so much. But that's because labor of black and brown people always gets discredited. So what I wanted to do was make more representation in, in the industry. You know, I was like, I'm going to get in and I'm going to be a voice because it was super white, especially in the beginning. Like just you would go into a dispensary and it would look like they just like opened up the doors from a frat house and then let them go directly into the disco. And then that was it, you know, (laughs) I mean, and, and even though some of those people were great people, it's just, how is that supposed to be a welcoming environment for people of color that want to, that want to buy medical cannabis that want to have a good experience and feel safe when they're going somewhere? Because from a retail perspective, a part of, your experience is like, what's going to make you come back? You know, it's what's going to make you build trust. Like there's a certain level of trust and respect that as a business owner or business operator that you have for your customers and your consumers. And you also have a responsibility to create a space for them. Like I come from a background of like organizing events, creating community spaces and like having the right vibes is so important to me. And I was like, how the fuck can you have the right vibes? if there's only one homogenous group of people there. So I was really, I was really about like change it from within, right? Like get, get in the only way to incite change is when your board of directors starts to look like your, your brothers and sisters and your friends, like is when the management team starts to look like your community, not when you just let the same people run it and say, well, I don't want to touch it because that's contradictory to me as a person. And, you know, I only ride with the underground, like you're a sellout type of shit, which mm-hmm. I get when people, when people give me that and, and I respect them, that's your opinion. That's I totally, opinion. Yeah. I told, yeah. I, I totally get it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I understand um, because it's like working with enemy. It's like working with the opposite certain people, you but know, it's like, but that is like you said, it's debatable. Cause it's like, that's like kind of like what I feel like Jay Z did 
yeah. guy with the whole, you know, NFL thing and how he kind of like mm-hmm. went into like a business partnership with the NFL. And as much as I stand for black and brown people and I am like all the way here for, you know, bending the knee and not fucking standing, for, you know, for the when they're fucking, you know, pledging allegiance or whatever, because um, they're trying to make a stand. I get it. I'm there for it. But like, I feel like also, too, it's 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 one of those things where like, yeah, like is the solution to just keep like, you know, avoiding it or like keep like oh, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be part of it. Or getting in the system and changing it. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel There is like- so much money disposably available in the cannabis industry that can be redistributed to the communities that have been severely impacted generationally by the war on drugs. Like, everybody should be getting a little bit of this corporate money as far oh, as, as, I, as I am concerned. You know, like, right. there's ancillary businesses. Like, the, the opportunities available within the cannabis industry Industry, the legal created cannabis industry are so endless the same way that they were endless on the underground. It's just providing, you know, you can have a 401k now, or you can, you can have insurance for your family. Like I respect the fuck out of the underground hustle, like to, to an ends that I cannot even communicate, but like at the same time, like there's certain people who need that stability in their life mm-hmm. to create generational wealth. To create, right, you know, right. yeah. to create something for the people after them and the generations after us. And, you know, there you can you can achieve it on both ends. But like, why not try to strive to doing it in a legitimate, legitimate. And I put that in air quotes because that's, you know, above ground, mm-hmm. legitimate type of way. And so that's what I kind of where where I'm at now. You know, I'm I'm in a general manager position, so I can help make decisions and help communicate with people and on hire. a higher level. Mm-hmm. And oh well, yeah, like people. my team. Yes, like my team is a super diverse team. Like mm-hmm. I I pride myself in in having one of the most diverse teams that I honestly have ever seen in Illinois and that I've had people tell me the same thing too. I pride myself in creating a healthy workspace that provides workshops, you know, that hosts workshops for like mental health and, you know, yoga sessions and like an open door policy that if you need to come talk to me, come talk to me, you know, cause that's not, you don't get that necessarily regularly in or out of the cannabis industry in corporate America, retail, whatever culture, you don't get those type of spaces. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to make the space. Um, it maybe does take out a lot of me sometimes, but you have to create those standards. Cause now I'm training a team of people who are like, that's the standard. That's what we're going to do. So eventually when I'm out of my job and somebody else in, is in my place and the person before them, it's a, it's a legacy of the culture of just like respect and, and just being able to have equal opportunities and striving to move up. Cause here's the thing. If you're, if there's nobody at the table, like not even one person, if there's not even one person at the table that can voice the concerns for their community, for their team, then how is anybody going to know, you know, like make yourself obnoxious, make yourself heard. True. You have to. And that's where I'm at. It's gotten to where, yeah, it's gotten you to where you're at now. And I I applaud Mm -hmm. you on that because, you know, I, as much as I, like you said, I support the underground and like, 
you know, it's a, it's a part of my family legacy. Like you said, mm-hmm. I think that it is important. I want to start to see more people of color in the higher ups. Like I'm fucking sick and tired mm-hmm. going on LinkedIn and seeing nothing but white people in these like higher up positions that literally are controlling who they want to hire. You know what I mean? Yep. Whereas I want to see more. I want to see the brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. the, the Latinas, the Lat- you know, the Latinos all the way up there because that's literally what started it. We started this shit, you know? So yeah. I think it's only fair. Um, Killer Mike just said, Killer Mike made a statement too, like during that um, mm-hmm. documentary, how I, he feels like it should be a, like a law that like 50% of like cultivator produ- production dispensary owners ownership should be 50% uh, black and brown owned, like mm-hmm. literally. And I'm like, yeah, why the fuck not? You know, like the fact that that's not even a thing, you know, people of color are still being you know arrested to this day you know and mm-hmm. put in charge for like because the thing is like okay so we're we are in illinois mm-hmm. here obviously you can't drink and drive right that's you're gonna go to jail you're gonna get a dui the same thing you can't be high and drive so like mm-hmm. you got a joint in the car and you're fucking driving and you're smoking the cop will definitely pull you over and definitely give you whatever a ticket or wh- whatever it is now it's not going to be as as bad as it was back in the day like mm-hmm. literally if you guys watch the grass is green if you haven't watched it yet guys please go on netflix and watch it it's seriously so good and it, you learn so so fucking much right mm-hmm. um at the end of the episode and the ep- end of the documentary there was this this there was a story about a family how the black man got put away in jail for literally like one joint and he was in jail for like over 17 years or some shit and like they were showing like how when he was like being released and the family like greeting him and like he literally come he's coming out of jail after what 15 plus years of being in jail for one joint and now people are fucking going to the store you know, little little hipster people are just fucking going, hi, can I get, you know, I'll take that. I'll take a minty mints or Margie mints uh, pre-roll, please. Thank you. It's like- What's the THC percentage on right. it? I can What's only the THC smoke percentage? <laughs> like, bit, like, he's over here like, shook it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, why the fuck was I- I saw that. Like, why well, the here's fuck the thing. It, it's the same groups that were targeted in higher numbers before are going to continue to get targeted. Like you said, it's just, that there was always just an excuse. Right. You know, right. a, a justifiable, right. a reasonable cause right. for whatever, you know, right. and and people people are still getting put into jail. People are still dying because of cannabis. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I was so shook when what happened with Dante Wright happened because Girl. like Girl the warrant that he had out for his arrest was for smoking a joint when he was 19 years old. He paid a portion of it and then defaulted during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then like the warrant was reissued and it's like, that will be the justification. And that was the justification, you know, the warrant quote unquote was like, that's all like the, you know, the propaganda that gets fed and like the lines that get communicated are, are that, and like, I could not like even think straight that day when that happened. I was just in my office. Like, I can't say anything about it. Like I encouraged my team members. I was like, I was like, well, I was just like, guys, it's because people did try to talk about it and yeah. not necessarily the people that would be as heavily impacted by it. I was like, guys, we should not be speaking on this. Like, honestly, if, uh, if like one of my, one of our black coworkers doesn't bring this up, like don't fucking talk about it. Like to have to endure just like, seeing your people constantly fucking die, like seeing my mm-hmm. community and people that look like my friends 
just that shit happen. I'm like, don't bring it up. Like if just don't, if somebody wants to talk to you about it, they can talk to you about it. But like, if you don't fall within that community, I was like, please guys, like, let's just, cause we have to be here all day now. Like now yeah. we have to do this. And yeah. like, it's just, it's just too much like emotionally to navigate that sometimes. But so, those are those yeah. days, you know? So like, it, it is, it is tough because like, you know, some people ask me, you know, like, you know, what I'm saying like him, like, you know, are you going to go protest today? Like, you know, when all the protests are happening and things like mm-hmm. that. And it's like, you guys, I want to let y'all know that I've been black my whole motherfucking life. So like I wake up and it's a protest like, you know, yes, I'm biracial and my mother is Asian. But, you know, when you look at me, you still see, you, I, you know, you're still identifying me as a black woman. So like I'm mm-hmm. very much like identify as a black woman in america yeah you know yeah people don't don't know i'm asian in in a sense but Mm -mm. that is what it is but i'm still very passionate about it and it's like i at the end of the day it's like you know black and brown we people of color didn't do this you know i'm saying Mm -hmm. white supremacy wasn't made by us it was made by Mm -mm. white people you know i'm saying so this shit y'all need to solve like you know i'm saying i'm tired i am t-i red about this whole Mm -hmm. fucking thing and, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I had this platform. This is my way of like, you know, contributing, talk, having these conversations like with people like yourself, you know, praying and hoping that, you know, these episodes with the important topics like today are shared among their white allies and things, you know yep. what I mean? Because I do have white ally friends that are, yeah, up, same. you know, and I will talk shit about white people and about all this, like, you know, all the bullshit that y'all put us through and they're not offended. They're not. I was about to say, if you can't talk about them in front of them, they're the wrong ones. They're the right, they're the wrong ones, girl. Cause they, they, they should be mad as hell with us. Uh-huh. Mad as hell. Cause, and they're, and they are like the, my white allies mm-hmm. are like, Oh bitch. Yes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. right there with me. So, and, and, and these, it's, it sucks. Cause like, I don't want to pussyfoot around it. I want this to be something that is constantly talked about is, you know, mm-hmm. um, addressed, you know, it, it really upset me when I was a part of that one, four twenty uh, conference thing that I was a part of. And mm-hmm. it was just like, bitch, when I tell you like these bitches were on there, like, yeah, it's been really tough during the pandemic. Like, you know, we had to work from home. Like this bitch is working from home, her dog on the couch talking like, oh my God, it was so difficult. And uh, yeah, we have to deal with the stigma of telling people that we work in this industry. Like, bitch, what? You're, you're all oh, mm, boo-hoo mm-hmm. you, you know, you're little, you know, look at you working from home, you know what I mean, with your dog, like, oh, I feel so bad for you. Like, talk about, like, let's talk about my family members that are in jail, like, yeah. right now, mm-hmm. for doing, like, you know, selling weed, you know what I mean? Like, you know, working for, like, cannabis, like you are, yet their mm-hmm. situation is way different, bitch. I, don't talk to me about sympathy, please. Because it's not their experience, you know, and that's and that's like why, you know, one of the reasons, again, where when I'll be conflicted, I'm like, fuck, like, am I doing the right thing? It's it's moments like that where I'm like, I mean, in my opinion, yes, you know, because if I'm not there, then it's just fucking bullshit like that all of the time, not even just in panels, but like the, the experiences you have when you go into places like my there's plenty of women of color in this industry that I know that are just so fucking badass, and they replicate those same efforts as I'm doing. I'm just trying to make space and trying to make things feel more inclusive, like at all the places that they work, you know, or all the different places in the industry. Cause it's not just, you know, dispensaries, it's, it's doctor's office, you know, consulting places, you know, yeah. all of, all of those spaces too, just yeah. working to, just destigmatize and make more of our community just be open to just be like, yeah, this 
I'm proud. I'm a user, you know, mm-hmm. cannabis mm-hmm. is my medicine, you know, and saying I, maybe I can have a career in this, like whether it's an ancillary business, a side hustle, you know, working in the industry or just, just doing like all the edibles businesses, like mm. all of the stuff like that, like, yeah. um, you know, topical lines, mm-hmm. like that doesn't have to be looked down on as just like something cute that you can do. It's like, no, this can be an opportunity for me to Hell make yeah. my own, my own life. You know, Girl. if you don't have that point of reference, then you're not going to think that you can do it, you know? Right. So Girl. I don't know. I just started growing. I popped my seeds the other day. Oh yeah, planted. My babies are all planted. I'm like, I'm getting on it. You know what I'm saying? I want to learn. I want to like, like, this is a skill. It's a craft. It's it's it literally is a talent. You know, and um, yeah. I mean, like going back to kind of what you were like, basically talking about like the hiring and like people of color and all that stuff. I am so happy you're in your position because I saw. I think this was last year's statistics though, like 2020, that like. Literally, Illinois failed their diversity hire. Like, they failed. Like, literally, like, did not hire people of color. Like, the percentages of, like, where they needed to hire, like, people of color, women, you know, things like that. It was like they failed it, you know? So, Mm -hmm. literally, that's where you come in where you're going to be like, okay, no. Like, I'm going to make sure I hire, you know, a nice... Like you said, your your crew, all your people that work work for you are, like, going to be people... Like, a nice, diverse, you know... Because I don't... I'm not saying that we can't hire no white people. Like, of course not. You know what I mean? We have to make place for everyone, but... Yeah. God damn it. I don't care. I mean, I want to see more of us in that place. You need I mean, here's the thing. You when when people talk about writing the wrongs of the of the war on drugs, like it's it's giving people opportunities and giving people like equity. And part of that could be just pulling your talent from different from different sources than just a traditional recruiter, because we know historically like certain names don't get fucking passed by when a recruiters are looking at them. You know, if somebody doesn't have more than a high school degree, they may be looked down at. I'm like, some of my best employees are people who, you know, just started working straight out of high school because they had to. And they're so intelligent and competent and just like so innovative because that's what they had to do they just had to hustle and they had to work mm-hmm. don't mind my cat getting baby. into the picture she did this during the last time too she's just like what's oh, up talking? i um, love her hi baby <laughs> i'm a cat lady. um yes I'm I'm, cat. she's just my she's, cat's she's joining she's joining the combo i'm, she's she's, like, I'm yeah, surprised mommy. she's not mad at me <laughs> but Aww. i don't even remember what the fuck i was saying but yeah no it's just important to have have people in those places because you know, I, I pull my talent from sending Illinois women in cannabis. You know, I have an open, open position, you know, we did a, uh, like a career workshop similar to the one that we did a networking one with all of us are none, which is an organization that works directly with, um, people who are incarcerated or mm. formerly incarcerated and the family of those, um, and answer their questions about how to get into the industry, you know, Ooh. and did that around a time where we had open positions as well, That's you know, so whether important. it be, That's you know, so and it's even just giving them access to that knowledge, even if yes. you're not going to follow up with it, just being like, Hey, you have my email. If you ever need it for the future, whatever. So, I mean, it, it takes work to make your yeah. team more diverse, but yeah. it's, it's worth it. Like the, even if I look at, I mean, obviously part of this is because of adult use and opening up the market, but the diversity of the clients of the store has increased tenfold since I started, you know, like it's just not, well, I mean, when the, when the program started, it was predominantly like fairly 
like wealthy white folks that were mm-hmm. able to do it because it was not cheap to get your medical card at first. Oh, I, I remember my, it was yeah. like, my man paid like almost a thousand dollars. Ooh, girl. I did not know it was that much. Cause I got my well, med card, but I didn't pay that much. <laughs> no, back in the day, back in the day, you know, if you, if you didn't have a doctor's referral, you had to go, uh-huh. you know, go see a doctor. If it needed to be for PTSD, see like a therapist referral oh, and, you know girl. go for two visits to prove you know a a, re- a relationship and then you have to pay what? the fees for the application if yeah so it was, a it, was, it was yeah it was it was a whole thing yes it was a whole thing and girl. and so only certain people were able to do that it was either people who were really really sick or people who had monetary access to mm. do something like that and it not be a detriment to their life you know so uh True. it was a bit different it was a bit different so and now the rich it's white nice people to see more people right but and the rich white people ain't going to their plug and being like yo what's up you know <laughs> like because they ain't got they don't, they too, they don't have a plug I mean? no and no they did, they'd be they'd be charging them 90 dollars an eighth probably because they don't know what they're asking for. okay okay <laughs> you know and it's like I like hearing that perspective because it has changed a lot. So guys, it has changed a lot. Like it's not that much now to get a medical card. They've opened up the list of symptoms to a lot more mm-hmm. now. Um, so it is, you do have to go through a doctor and everything like that, but it's, it's a lot more lax in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. so most people now can, can um, be on the list of symptoms for a medical card. Mm-hmm. So you still got to pay some extra money, but it's worth it. If you're not the adult use tax guys in Illinois is Stupid, ridiculous. Yeah, um, it go. It starts anywhere from twenty six percent all the way to. I heard. I saw it up to like forty four percent for some items. Like forty one, like forty one percent. Yeah, like it's it's insanity. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, okay. So we're both kind of like you know in this industry, you know, navigating around, trying to figure out, you know, because the thing is like this is still we're still a baby, right, guys? Like so, Illinois. <laughs> We're still, this is our second year as adult use, um, with adult use cannabis. So, you know, obviously Colorado started somewhere, California started somewhere too. So do you expect the industry to kind of move towards like Colorado, you know, dress? I feel like it's already happening. I feel like there's dispensaries Mm -hmm. opening up every fucking day here in Illinois. Mm -hmm. And as those dispensaries start to open up more and more and more, the price obviously is going to be more competitive. Like, obviously you can go to Colorado and get a whole fucking ounce for like 80 bucks in in shit. You know, here in Illinois, not the same, but it's like, you know, over there, but it took them years. I think they were like about five years, I think, or no, they're more than five years. Do you know how long Colorado has been adult use? It's been a little while. I mean, yeah. they've had an industry since before they were even legal like that too. So, you know, okay. like underground dispensaries were a thing Got out you. there too. Uh, but like we're the market is already moving towards, you know, the, 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 the like styles of California. I would say California more than Colorado um, okay. because ca- California is more a like tailored retail market mm. with like cool branding and lifestyle like Colorado is like you're in the mountains and you're getting high. Like here's Ugh, here's a here's a bag here's, here's a bag of weed with something written on it. Like you're oh, good. Yeah. Not oh, not yeah. to not not to do- like it's not downplaying. It's just two different types of aesthetic. You're tr- you know and what? I, you're right. Yeah, you're you're definitely right. Because now that I'm the Illinois industry is going. Yeah, industry you're is totally going more to Cali right. Because I've yeah. been to both, and I'm like now that you're saying that, like. Hell yeah. It's definitely mm-hmm. got... Bitch, I walked into that uh, this dispensary the other day and I swear to God, I was in, in an Apple store. I was like, the fuck is this? 
There's iPads everywhere and shit. You just walk up to the kiosk, order your weed, go to the little register, pay your money. I promise you that's about to be everywhere. I was like, what is this? All places are transitioning to that. Like the, the, the company that I work for is like launching uh, cannabis, which is like very much an Apple inspired retail experience type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, I, I get it. That's that, that's that vibe. So it's definitely going towards more of a uh, consumer based experience so that if you yeah. don't want to talk to a teller, you can just, I mean, if you don't want to yeah. talk to an associate, you can just go here, especially cause it's like a post post COVID world, you know, it's a, right. like people still have, have that, you know, need to maybe be a little bit more separated, right. but also like it's, it's supposed to provide more information, you know, like an Apple store, go get to play around with the things, have a whole experience, take it. Um, I, I definitely think that's where it's going to go towards, but I, what I'm interested to see is will the culture also catch up to it? Because, you know, the retail, the retail side of things, of course, it's going to copy that because these are all multi-state operators. They have operations in California. They have operations uh-huh. in Colorado, you know, so they're just taking what they're doing in other markets now and it. just and, yeah. and expanding it here. Like, right. that's what a lot of people are doing. But will the culture keep up? Like, will there, will there be a lot of those like cool, more free events that like there are in California? Will it be more common to just see people like toking at the beach without being fucking hassled by somebody, you know, or (laughs) let's see, girl, Lollapalooza is going to be back this summer. So apparently, right. Apparently crazy. Apparently y'all we're going to have Lollapalooza this year in Chicago. So we'll see. I mean, there's going to be hella like sweet everywhere, you know, which I'm here for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'm about that. Hell yeah, I'm here for that. I feel like you need, like, if you're going to go to a music festival, you need to fucking do some, you need to take an edible, like, fucking smoke a joint, you know, like, you need to do it. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely something that I feel, it's it's quite, it's, it's. I'm very happy to be in the industry now, now mm-hmm. and I'm able to see kind of the shift and the change, you know, like, uh, I wasn't in the industry pre-AU, pre, um, pre-adult use, mm-hmm. um, but you know, very closely, like I was, mine was like I, December last year, I believe. Yeah. That's when I got, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm already starting to see other avenues. Like I'm, I was a part of like the um, promotion specialist, brand ambassading, you know, m- yeah. field marketing world. Like that was what I did, mm-hmm. but I did that for liquors and spirits. So I've worked for Brown Foreman, you know, things like that, like other companies like that doing Jack Daniels, Woodford Reserve, whiskey, yeah. all that shit. You know, I've done like mm-hmm. very amount of, you know, whiskeys, vodka. So I know a lot about spirits. So like for me, I, I you know, I partake, I'm a medical patient. And then mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let me like, maybe, you know, let me get into the cannabis industry. And you guys, the cannabis industry here in Illinois is fucking booming. And mind you guys, the, 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 the industry needs many, for, many different jobs. So there's HR, there is accounting, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? There's all sorts of logistics. There's all sorts of areas in cannabis that need to be like filled. So mm-hmm. um, if you are a person of color, I do urge and strive and like encourage you guys to get in this industry and like try to move your ass up because, or it's, and this is one thing though. I say that because it's difficult as fuck. I did see an article about this. Um, I don't know exactly like the names of the people and everything, but I saw an article. It was like in the Chicago times, I believe. And it was saying like this one story of this one, like this, this like black entrepreneur, like 
group of people that got together, girl, and they actually got mm-hmm. and raised the money for the application for like, I think it was either like a cultivation center or like a dispensary, mm-hmm. something like that, right? They were like, they got, mm-hmm. the application itself is like, I forgot what the price is, like fifty, hundred thousand dollars something ridiculous, right? A lot mm-hmm. of fucking money. So they all put in, all these people of color, I believe they were black. I think they were black people and they all put the money yeah. in, got the application in, boom, sent it into the, you know, to Illinois and that shit was declined, girl. Mm-hmm. Not that shit. Why? Of course we know why. So like, and then during that networking event that me and you were involved in, there was like a woman there and she had like a, she was a lawyer and she was like, you know, she was saying that she wanted to work towards changing those laws and making it easier for people of color to achieve cultivating mm-hmm. licenses and, you know, um, dispensaries and things like that, even lounges so we can smoke and th- you know what I mean? So yeah, I feel like that also is super controlled. You know what I mean? It's well, difficult. I mean, do you know what's going on with like the social equity bills right now and all the holdup with all of that? Like, do sure, you have any no point of reference. Well, sure. I don't want to like completely misspeak on it. Oh my god, my cat got cat hair all over. <laughs> it's all good though. I'm well, like, that's this my girl, life. I got Georgie hair the most all over me, girl. doing the most. But like, yeah, I mean, Illinois was one of the first states to pass, you know, adult use legislation with social equity on the forefront because you know there was the. Um, like the expectation and it was written into the bill that 70 it's like 72 licenses or 75 licenses. I can't remember which one would go to applicants that were considered social equity applicants. So either, Uh, you know, uh, um, a woman, woman, veteran, um, person of color or somebody that lived within one of the states designated um, impacted areas. So, you know, high poverty areas, stuff like that. Uh, they released the the rounds of applications. And what winds up happening is because a part of the bill was, you know, you could partner with a existing operator to submit an application. And it wound up being like the same, all the same people got the licenses. Mm-hmm. So the licenses were all 72 licenses were basically acquired by like 10 people, um, mm-hmm. which is total bullshit. You know, oh, because, if it's the, because it's mm-hmm. like the same. Uh. Hmm, I, yeah, so it's I like, wonder mm-hmm. which people, girl. We already know. Yeah, so it's like the only <laughs> we ain't calling out uh, names, I y'all. Mean, we ain't getting fired. So <laughs> no, 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 no. And I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, but, but like a lot of those people, you know, I, and I give, I give credit to the people who put in hard work to put in those fucking applications because it costs non-refundable money to to just right, put and in it's an non-refundable. Right. And then it was a, and then it went to a lottery process and it was just, there was there, the state, the state was sued. There was just all of this mess. And then yet we still don't have social equity dispensaries up, you know, and it's, it's two years into two years into adult use, you know, and then there's a bill that's actually on the table right now. So Mm -hmm. I don't know when this is going to air, but if it airs soon, house bill, what is it? airing like next week. So Okay, yeah, House Bill 1443, like that would in Illinois help more social equity applicants like get a seat at the table. Okay. Um, okay. You know, ensure that it's done in a fair way after the feedback from the community Good. and everything like that, you know. And I mean, go after we're done right now and sign sign, you know, any uh, su- uh, support or you know petitions yeah. that are out there. Because I'll put it's the about links in the show the notes, guys. Floor. I will put the links yeah. in the show notes so that way y'all can go and like help us out with signing any. Yeah, I mean, any sort hopefully of bill. when this airs, that it's still on the table because it it could potentially die on the house floor if there's not enough votes for it soon. Oh, so we gotta get it I don't know the I don't know the exact date, but yeah, I mean, 
And that's what a lot of people were upset about, you know, because this, the bill was passed and, and so many people from the community helped advocate to get it pushed through on the guys that it was going to be an equitable bill and create a seat at the table for all of the people who had been impacted, but it, it didn't roll out the way mm-hmm. that it had been, that it had been orchestrated to look, you know, mm. and while some people who are deserving of those licenses did get it, um, I, I, I personally can't say that I think it was the fairest process. Like it was, it was a bit of a mess, but, um, so this, but you know, there's, that's how legislation works. You know, if Mm. things aren't right, because things aren't always going to be right. It's going to be the best that it was made. And Mm. if you see that there is a flaw or certain people can unfairly take advantage of it, you, you have to adjust. And that's why, you know, they have, they're advocating for this bill, um, to just try to correct those inadequacies that were identified in the original adult use, you know, legislation. Okay. And so, That's you know, good. it's just important to even stay up on, on stuff like that because yeah. there are, there is more, there are, there is more equity that we can have. There are more opportunities, but it's still being mm. kind of monopolized by certain mm. groups of people. Um, and until, there is more equity, you know, that's why you have to work with a lot of these operators to try to get their equity and be like, cool, Mm -hmm. even if you guys are the only ones operating, like here's a business idea that I have, or here's, you know, ancillary, like I have, I have accessories, like, let me get accessories onto your, like onto your shelves and stuff like that. Find other ways to, okay, that's, and that's another Mm -hmm. avenue, right. To, to try to go about, cause like, yeah, there are a lot of rules in the sense of like, cultivations and cannabis and things like that but maybe like you said yeah there's like you know accessories and merch bitch, you know mm-hmm. merch bitch you know mm-hmm. um but also did you hear about like like in Evanston they're actually going to get reparations like black people are getting reparations but uh, reparations but in Evanston and the part I of the re- yeah so there's been like it was an article a little bit ago but it was saying how you know only in Evanston so I don't know why Evanston's mm-hmm. a part of Illinois guys it's, it's a town and you know whatever northern illinois you know northern illinois you know why just that city part or not city town uh but yeah they were saying that literally i think it was like you know i I could be wrong with this with the percentage but it's like i think it was like six percent of like or some of like adult use cannabis is going straight to like reparations like for black people people like i was just kind of like well shit when the fuck can like everybody else jump on board you know what i mean and so i heard a rumor rumor i don't know if this is actually quote unquote rumor Mm -hmm. that they were gonna this was gonna be start this was gonna actually be put into the legislation that um, like a percentage of the adult use of cannabis being sold here in illinois or in other states you know that have adult use are going to be put towards that as well like reparations Mm -hmm. or literally put into the communities of where it's been literally you know impacted the most you know so Mm -hmm. i don't quite know if that's a real thing this is again i heard through the grapevine um Mm -hmm. And I definitely need to read on that legislation bill because I want to sign mm-hmm. whatever I need to sign because that's where I want to see like the craft growers and like things like that, like start to make like their way, you know, because there are a lot of talented brothers that can that can grow. Yeah. A lot of people call that can grow, but they just don't have the licenses, the, you know, the legal, whatever, like, you know, things that they can, you know, attain to sell legally or so to speak. They still have mm-hmm. to be around because 
you know, it is difficult, right? In that sense. Yeah. To get a license is expensive. You know, you're, you're spending like at minimum, you know, $10,000 probably to just put in your hat in the draw and say, hopefully I come out on top, you know? And yeah, there's a scoring that goes into it and all of this, but it's, it's like, Going back to the education system and the testing system, that shit's all fucking racist too. Okay. Like that shit's all built on structural like racism. And that's a whole other thing. Like I could just so it's not like, you know, it's just like you said, who who said it earlier that they should just allocate fifty percent of Killer Mike businesses? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rapper so, Killer Mike, I, I yeah. Get, I get that, you know. Because there's there's an inequity that has happened. Like you need to ensure that people have a seat on the table, but also that they have access to making it to that seat. Like if you leave a seat for me, but I can't even reach it, right? What fucking good does that seat do for me? Doesn't do me any good. Doesn't nothing. No good. Like yeah. how the fuck is that gonna? You know, like what? You know, I'm literally looking up how much like a cannabis license is in Illinois because I'm very curious. Like. And it's basically saying like like the application fees for for a regular non social equity applicant, there is a non refundable mm-hmm. application fee at five thousand dollars. If approved, mm-hmm. the cost mm-hmm. for the adult use dispensing organization uh, organization license is sixty thousand dollars for two years. So mm-hmm. ask ask your auntie and uncle for six. You know, oh, you got sixty thousand dollars for this? You know, motherfucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fuck it, motherfucking a dispensing uh license? Like, no, you know what I mean? So that's another reason, another way, that's another reason mm-hmm. why. It's like statistically, you know, people of color, we don't have the money. Like, you know what I mean? We don't have mm-hmm. this literal money that just we could just pull up and just be like, yeah, I want to apply. And then a non-refundable, you know, uh application. Just disposable income. Disposable we don't got income it. It's not at our not at our ready. Bitch, no. where? Whom? Whomst? Don't know her. Not- never seen her okay (laughs) like where is she i don't i don't Mm -hmm. you know so obviously the people that got it like that they're like well bet five thousand ain't shit boom sixty thousand ain't shit boom you know what i'm saying so i don't know i'm i'm praying and hoping that that bill gets passed i'm hoping that more craft cultivators more craft growers can actually grow you know shit bitch that's what i'm trying to do right now you know what i'm saying kimbo's over here got her little grow got a, a bitch about a greenhouse you know what i'm saying like a girl's trying you know we'll see we'll mm-hmm. see but um yeah i mean we've talked a lot about you know this i i thank you so much mm-hmm. for, uh, with your in, like with your insight with this because i i knew this bitch just had all the um, all the knowledges for this and her passion is just like I can just like feel it it's like literally like electric so thank you so much for your like knowledge of course Um, thank you for giving me space of course like I seriously like loved this portion of the episode Um, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and do my little weekly segment which is meditate masturbate or medicate Um, so yeah we're just gonna take a quick break guys and then Liz Maria will join us after the break and we, and we will be right back after, after these, these detailed, detailed messages. And we're back. <laughs> so, Liz Marie, as you know, it is time for Meditate, Masturbate, or Medicaid. Which one would you want to choose, girl? I'm going to go with, even though... Masturbate is very enticing to me right now. <laughs> Let's go with Medicaid. Yes, <laughs> Medicaid. Okay, cool. 
Uh, well, okay, we've been talking about like cannabis and things like that for quite some time mm-hmm. now. But like, what is your ways of medication? Like, what do you when you when I say medicate? Like, what is that to you? You know, I, I for me, medicate is not pharmaceutical drugs. Fuck big pharma mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know what it is to you. What is it to you? Um, I mean, it's it's like a part of my just like daily routine and almost of like my daily existence. You know. Um, and like you said, I'm, I'm not really, I don't, I don't like to take aspirin. I don't like to, you know, uh, take a whole bunch of like prescription drugs. I mean, granted that I respect people who, who need, you know, prescription drugs and everything like, like that. That's fine. Um, but you know, plants over pills is definitely my perspective on things. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I've been smoking since I was like 15 years old. Like, and obviously now? I'm 30. Yeah. Okay. Cute. Mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. I'm 30. 30 flirty and thriving. Yes. No, 30 say. flirty and fri- thriving. Yes. Know, what I, is that? I, what is I, that? 13 going on 30? That movie? I I probably, I don't know. <laughs> it's just ingrained to my brain. Because yes. I'm 30 and that's accurate for my, for my point of reference. You turned 30 this year, 2021? No, I turned 30 in uh, 2020. So yeah, I'm going to be 30, 31 this year. It's crazy because I still feel like I'm 15 years old. Um, November 26th, I'm a a Sagittarius queen. You're Sag. Okay. Sag queen. Okay. I'm a Taurus. I to talk so much. Yeah. One of my best, one of my dearest friends is a Taurus. Like one of my favorite girls. I was just, I actually just saw her this last weekend. I get that bubbly, just love vibe. That that makes sense. And I fucks with Sages. (laughs) I fucks with Sages. Like I, I, I fucks with the energy. I fucks with the passion. Like, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay, cute. I didn't know you were yeah, saying that. Yeah, we can be obnoxious, but if you love us, you love us. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you either hate or love you in this sense or... Sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm a very empathetic person though. So I, I come from a communications background. Like I went to uh-huh. school for public relations and advertising um, and also rhetoric studies. So even just like studying how people speak and communication. We so haven't I feel noticed like I can, at all. Yeah. i I can i can communicate with like anybody you know if i want to like i can i can get a message and i can understand a message and we'll be just fine um but yeah i don't know for me meditating is just like a part of my daily life it's a part of my like existence um i feel like sometimes it's almost like a ritual too Mm -hmm. you know to like start my day with with the ritual of like grounding and getting myself going um being very intentional you know with what what I'm smoking. Like I, I can't do like what I did when I was like 16, 17, 20 years old and just be like, strain this. I don't fucking care. Like, <laughs> let me, let me hit a cash bowl right now. Let me okay. scrape the resin from the side of my bowl and just fucking dome this shit real quick. You gotta do it. World you know? clip, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, what you gotta do. It's been a journey. And that's, okay. and, you know, that's how I, how I think it is too. You know, as we, as we grow, we evolve. And then like my same thing with my experience, with with smoking it's as i've grown my my experience with uh smoking and just consuming has grown um i'm i'm a flower girl definitely. i was just gonna ask what do you like, what do you I'm like a, i mean flower concentrates okay, like those are my two things oh yeah i my tolerance is far too high like i was gonna say girl you probably like yeah. you could definitely smoke me on the table it's a problem. Like I just, I'm, I'm, I'm that friend. That's like another one. Like, are we, uh-huh. is it, are we good? Um, so you I'm a goofy girl. Hang out with me. If, 
if you hang out with me, we will. The same time. Yeah, we will. You're gonna be high, high though. <laughs> Girl, I don't. You know, I don't dab. I don't dab. That's I, a lot of people. I don't That's dab. A lot of girls Girl, I'm, too. forgive me, but. I just can't get over the fact that it just looks too much like smoking crack. Like I can't do it. <laughs> no, there's innovation. There's innovation. Bitch. There's you know so what? Many ways to smoke. There's you so know many what? ways to dab. I yeah. have like a little dab. Like I have the nectar straw. Bobber. Well, there's like the nectar straw. There's this thing, the Avery, where it's like uh, it's like a nectar collector, but it's electronic, so you okay. can put it on different heats, but and you just hit it directly, like so, a yeah. vape. You just mm-hmm. you okay. just hit it to the okay. concentrate, and then you smoke okay. it. You got a puff coal. You got all the shit. True. Like, I also like love my tolerance the way it is. I'm a cheap date. So I'm like, not okay, really here. To, like, then don't start dabbing. Then don't <laughs> you know what start I'm saying? Dabbing. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I like that. Like, it don't take me much to get high. 10 milligrams. Your girl's good. I'm feeling good. I love that okay. for you. I could I'm a never. cheap date. You know, I'm a, I like where I like where I mind you, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure I'm missing out on like the whole experience, like the difference, you know, of like tasting cannabis with like as a dab, as a concentrate, as opposed yeah. to flower and things like that. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll get there one day for, for right now where I'm at. Edible. Mm-hmm. I'm an edible and flower girl. Mm-hmm. Love edibles, love flowers. I make my own, you know, I make my own cannabis butter and I make my own edibles nice. and all that fun stuff. That's, that's, I, I'm growing my, I started growing. So that's like where I'm mm-hmm. at right now. But when it comes to dabbing, mm-hmm. vaping, I, I did for a hand. It's not my favorite. Like I'll do it. You know what I mean? I'll do I it. Don't, I, I have like so many disposable pens just in my purse. Just, <laughs> just like they just exist there. Right. Mean, they're good for when you're like on the streets. Yes. And like if yes. you're brunching or something yes. like that. And as you're walking from brunch spot one to your friend's house. Yeah. And yeah. you just you just need to Hell be yeah. consuming something. They're perfect for that. Right. But I don't. I know some people that that's what they like to do. Vape. And mm-hmm. it's the same. I don't really feel like I get that much of an effect from it. Um, so I just prefer to either smoke a joint, take a bong rip, take a dab. I do like, I do like edibles. I prefer drinks like that can drink that you're drinking. That's my shit. Yeah. Yeah, Like tonics are my jam. Mm -hmm. Like the tonic seltzers are good, Mm -hmm. especially if it has like a little like one-to-one CBD. Me too, girl. Yeah. All day. Yeah. Cause I want to be, I want to be functional, but like I have body pains. Like, let me, let me feel good. All right. Hell yeah. Let me feel literally just a little bit bubbly. A little loose. A little loose. No, let me a little bubbly. Yeah, but, yes. but I also like look at, at like weed kind of like I worked at a wine bar for, for like two years, you know? Okay. So it's, it's like, it's, it, it has a lot of those nuances, the same as wine, you know? It does. You look in, mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to say, if you're from the, if you were from the, from the liquor industry, I'm like, yeah. easy, you yeah. just got to pick up the language, start picking up on pool, these type of things, do this mm-hmm. thing. So then this, does this so that's just fun for me too because i'm like i'm a bit of a nerd at the same time so i just like i just like to know shit to know shit yeah um, for sure so it, it's it's fun to like smoke different weeds too and smoke different types of cannabis and and like almost like document it like write different things on it um yeah. i even made a zine i made a zine before that was just like different like pictures of strains i made a okay. thing that was like a like a consumption journal like write how you feel when you yeah. smoke this and like here are some definitions of what all these different things are you know because mm-hmm. i think it's an experience like a lot of people don't like take time to be like uh like conscious when yes. they're when they're consuming because a lot of us use it to detach like to mm-hmm. to relax to let things go but i i really find it fun to like tune in to certain things when when you're high and be like cool 
what am I feeling right now? Like, and taking a moment to check in with yourself. So like, that's always nice. You know, I use, I use them both ways, you know, sometimes just to let go and be like, fuck it. I'm going to let it all go, but also be like, okay, I'm going to focus on this right now. And that's what's so great about cannabis is like, it literally can do the full spectrum for you. And that's kind of, I mean, that's why I, I think I utilize it as a daily practice, a daily ritual, because if I'm being conscious about it, I know what I need to serve the purpose that I'm looking for. You know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm being mindless, which I love to be too, like it's, <laughs> it's fun to not, I mean, we can't always be present. We can't always be here. It's okay to be mindless and just take the, the blunt from the rotation sometimes and not ask what Ooh. it's going to be like, don't have to be Ooh. bougie all the time. Okay. All what strain is this? What's the like, THC no, level? I will, I will never be that person. <laughs> if you ever see me being that person, guys, all of you and watching it, like unfriend me. I've, I've crossed to the other side. She's canceled. You know, if we're, if we're talking about it and it's like a strain that you grew, then yeah, I'm going to be like, cool. Da, 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 or like, mm-hmm. Oh, what is this? If I like it, I'm gonna be like, cool. What is this? Yeah. But like, never just be like, I don't know. I can't like smoke it. I'll try it first and then I'll tell you if I don't want to smoke it, you know? Yeah. At least that. I've gotten so high off of like a 15% THC fucking hybrid over like a Mm -hmm. 32% indica. Like I Mm -hmm. have, I've smoked like the other day I smoked the the redheaded stranger, which is a sativa strain. It was Mm -hmm. like 32% THC level. Mm-hmm. If y'all, y'all, if y'all don't smoke, y'all don't know the fuck we're talking about. I'm sorry. This is totally like cannabis weed talk right now, nerding out a little bit. But um, pay attention. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I smoked that shit, girl, and I swear to God, I was like, when, uh, when is it gonna? Five hours later, I was confused. I was like, this ain't doing shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But I literally smoked like a hybrid Cresco cookie or some shit, and like it was mm-hmm. only like 17, percent and that shit fucking hit yo i was like mm-hmm. high boots so yeah. honestly guys and we're all very different right keep in mind like you know it's it's, difficult what I was gonna it's say. like right like it's it's difficult because it's like it's not about how how big you are you know oh i'm 200 pounds I, this ain't gonna get me high or i'm this or i'm only 90 pounds i can't like no i've seen little tiny asian girls that are have the highest tolerance of life i've seen big ass fat dudes with no tolerance at all like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter you know what i mean and our body mm-hmm. chemistries are all different so like Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of CBD. So I love CBD, you know, like I, I, I don't like how people are like, Oh, CBD. Eh, it's not going to be, it's not going to hit. It's like, no, like literally you're getting the full spectrum if you're getting all the cannabinoids. So it's like the one-to-ones, the two-to-ones, mm-hmm. you know, sign me up. Like I'm mm-hmm. high. I feel good. My body feels good. Like it's a whole experience. You have to, exp- yeah, I was going to say, you have to experiment. You can't just be like, this is what I like. And that's it. Like, unless you get to like the nitty gritty of it, of being like, cool, I've noticed that uh, strains that are high in linalool and, you know, blah, blah, like those are very effective for my X, Y, and Z. And there are people that are like that. There is right. a way to get to that way. But unless you're going to do all of that, you're just going to have to keep on trying stuff okay. until you figure out, hey, this one works, this one doesn't. And it's just a, it's just fun to experience. It's you fun. Know? That's, yeah. yeah. It's fun. So I get it's, it. It's- Sorry, I was just, it's just like wine. Like, it's like, I like, you know, this wine, that wine, or liquor. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, like, I like a viejo. I like tequila. I like 
you know, blanco, repasado, you know, whiskey, bourbon, you know, it's, it's literally like that guys, you know, when you see mm-hmm. all these different strains and different, you know, plants can come in different colors, like purplies and oranges. And it's really quite amazing um, that it just grows that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when I grew up, I was like, it don't just grow out the, the fucking, you know, ground like that. People got to do shit to it. Da, da, da. Mind you, there are cultivators that are, you know, you know, messing with the, what do you call it? Like they're just like Nutrients. creating, right. Creating the strains, mm-hmm. the, like crossbreeding, things like that. It does get a little like heavy. I'm learning to, I'm, I was already scratching my head when I was like pH balance. What? You know, huh? Like I had a, like, you have to pH lot. your water, girl. You have to pH your water. Woo, you can't like, pH your water. It's just girl. like taking care of any plant though. Like you, you should be pHing your water for your house plants. You're feeding your, your house plants acidic ass water. They don't want that shit. They don't want that shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, bitch, put I want this shit. <laughs> They're like, do you like Chicago tap water? Cause I don't. <laughs> Cause I don't. All this lead in here. Fuck out of here. Right. Hey, you know, and you, you got a fucking point. Cause that that's real as fuck. Like, so mm-hmm. as I'm in this industry, as I'm like learning more about it, you know, it's, been very fun you know to mm-hmm. kind of what my body responds to more so than others and and what my body doesn't you know even like or anything you know or what what I what tastes I like because I'm a taste girl I like to taste my weed and like mm-hmm. I found out that like girl all the gassy all the motor breaths and things like that oh girl oh like I could still feel in my throat like that's too much for me I yeah some people love it some people love that gas yep. they're like mm-hmm. I want straight gas you know and I'm just like no like give me like citrusy give me like you know i love the like citrus notes fermented fruit bitch yes all Mm -hmm. day you know like orange l'orange like that strain Mm -hmm. is amazing it's like tastes good jack Herrera. it's like oh love so i mean yeah it is what it is you you know if you guys are interested in getting to this world if you guys are kind of like all right bitch you've been talking a lot about weed um, sorry. Uh, i'm sorry (laughs) it's all i talk about that's all we know right now yeah this whole episode is about it well, even I, it is, you know, I mean, it doesn't even just have to be about the plant or the strains, but, you know, weed helps me like make up poetry. Weed helps me create art. Weed helps Hell me yeah. be a talkative ass bitch that has gotten this <laughs> far from being fucking talkative, you know, and it just Rude. lets people sometimes just be certain parts of themselves that otherwise they, they wouldn't be too much of. So, Very you know. True. Very true. No apologies for just talking about weed because that's just, it's what my life is. <laughs> <laughs> true. She ain't wrong, y'all. Well, cute. Cute. Well, thanks for your Medicaid segment. I appreciate that. Um, we learned a lot today, guys. We did. Um, Liz Marie is fucking dope. Like her energy is just amazing. And I can't wait to smoke with you in real life, girl, because it's going to yes. happen. Yes. Um, now it's time for the quote of the day. Um, I just picked this like right now. Um, but it is, you know, this topic is all about weed. So, of course, it's going to be weed related. So, yeah. So here's the quote of the day. Love it. Uh, don't let the tall weeds cast a shadow on the beautiful flowers in your garden. That's by Steve Miraboli. Aww. Okay, Steve. Okay, okay. Because you know what? This this literally, weed still has such a stigma against it, around it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's still banned in... I would say it's still banned more so than accepted in parts, uh, you know, here in the, the States mm-hmm. and then also parts of the world. Um, it just has a lot of negativity around it. So I am here for normalizing it. I am here for the change. I am here for opening up the conversations about it, um, not for us to be scared, you know, um, when we talk about marijuana or this, I, I've started to kind of just 
put it into social conversations. I'm out getting my car fixed. I'm like, oh, guys, I'm sorry. I, I can't remember shit. I smoked too much weed. You know what I mean? They're just mm-hmm. like, whoa, like this bitch is admitting it. I'm like, yeah, because you know why? Why? Why not? Why not? Why be ashamed about it? Why be Ain't ashamed? No shame. Ain't no shame in our game, okay? Absolutely Listen, not. You have been fucking amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. Like, you have no idea. I appreciate it. Again, guys, she literally was dope as fuck. She just was like, yeah, I'll do the podcast. I'm like, fuck, I fucking love you. Uh, I'm gonna send you a little something, something. So I'll keep, you know, Thank you. Keep in contact. But yeah, girl, at this time, if can you just like, please share with us anything? If you guys want to, you know, like share your handles, anything you want to like share with mm-hmm. our listeners? Now's the time. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I've said a lot because I talk a lot, but that's all good. If you guys enjoyed the conversation and want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Mota underscore mommy. That's M-O-T-A underscore M-A-M-I because sometimes people do not know how to spell it. Um, But yeah, if you want to come to my page for, you know, more ranting, I do outfits of the day all the time just to promote self-love. But also I'm hoping to get back into doing some more poetry and hopefully start doing some more events. And also I mentioned it earlier. Um, I helped put together a festival. It's at my house music festival, um, which is a Wait, house the, music festival. You all oh, really the house yeah. music in Chicago, the one in Pilsen. Yeah. There's the one a in Pilsen. Yeah. 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 Which I so, loved yeah. it. I went the 2019, right? Like literally mm-hmm. one time and then the whole world mm-hmm. shut down. And I was like, that was yeah. lit. Oh, yeah. bitch, yes. I loved it. You, you helped like formulate that. Yeah. So last year I did, I did the community or in 2019, I did the community stage. So that's like Ah. the second stage where we focus on on a lot more like community members, black, brown, queer artists. Um, And then this year I'm going to be doing artist relations. So I'm going to be booking a majority of the artists for the event. Um, So definitely check out my house music festival. Come by the festival. If you want to see me, I will be running around with a beer or a joint in my hand the entire time. Um, When is it? Um, it'll be in August. I don't August, remember okay. the exact date because we're okay. just putting it together like now because okay. the world is opening back up again. Um, so yeah, definitely check me out either at, uh, at Mota, Mota underscore mommy or if you guys want to come see me, I'll be at the My House Festival or I'll be walking around Chicago with my mask on because I still want to keep my mask on. <laughs> Girl, me too. I'm vaxxed and faxed and waxed and Same all that, but I'm still not here for the, the like, you know, being in, I don't know. I was at the dealership and I was just like, mask one, like mm-hmm. people were out there with mm-hmm. not. I mean, they're not, I guess they're being a little bit more lax now in Chicago about, you know, um, you know, cause you know, the CDC was saying, Hey guys, vaccinated people can now be around each other with no mask, but how the fuck do we know you're, you're vaccinated? You know what I mean? Just the, the honor, honor system, girl. The honor the system. Honor system. Bitch, I don't trust Skeptical. nobody. So, Skeptical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'll be I'll be good. Say hi if you see me in the streets. I am friendly, even though I got eyebrows that say otherwise. But, but your brows yeah. are sickening. Thank you. Like, I appreciate it. You're like good. Yeah. If you guys are but watching your like, visuals. Good. They're like really good. What are you? What's your national? What, wait, what Latin are you? What Latina are you? Like what? What? I am uh, Puerto Rican and Mexican. I'm mixed. Oh. My dad is Port- my dad's Puerto Rican and my mom's Mexican. Okay, yeah. cute, cute. Mm-hmm, okay. Your dad's mm-hmm. Puerto Rican and your mom's Mexican. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cute, cute. Mm-hmm. cute. I love you know I love me a a Mexican Puerto Rican mix because I feel like 
I don't know. It's it's because it's it's like the perfect harmony because like you know you you gonna get the Mexicans and the Puerto Ricans that are be like ah they're against the Puerto Ricans ah they're against the Mexicans or a little stupid. I was raised little, like, with that, and it makes no sense. It makes it's no literally fucking sense. doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's just it's all crazy. Like when I was growing up, everyone would be like, "You're what? You're Mexican and Puerto Rican? Don't they hate each other?" I'm like, "No, they got." <laughs> We got we got whole ass shirts for us at the Puerto Rican festival. Like they got ah. the Mexico and Puerto Rico shirts. This is a common thing, guys. Like I'm here it's for not it. that crazy. But yeah, I mean, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was of fun course. to talk. I do wanna I, like I said, I this is why I like being in the industry. This is why I like doing what I do. It's to have conversations with the community, share information, share knowledge because not everybody has access to it. So I, I just like to to shoot the shit and I appreciate you for the platform because I could not put in the energy to do a whole podcast all the time. So Yeah, girl. No, you were perfect. I super appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm gonna let you go though, because literally this girl has been working all day. She's tired. So as always, guys. For dinner. Right. Her cat's like, bitch, feed me. Okay. Um, her cat's been in the pockets the whole time. I'm like, girl, are you done? Uh, so guys, as always, still, you know, uh, you can always reach out to me on Instagram. Email me, KimbaliGPockets at gmail.com. Find me on, you can listen to us on Spotify, you know, in iTunes, all that, all that, all that. Y'all know the tea. I'm done. I'm going to leave y'all with wash your ass, clean on your nails, and clean your earlobes. There you go, guys. All right. <laughs> bye. I'll see you guys next week. Say bye, Lisa. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. <laughs> well, shoot the damn dog.